want to give a shout out to Andrew Daly, our executive producer on this. He joined the crew at the grand master level of the Patreon. And I'd also like to thank new Patreon members, Frederick Galloway and Benedetto Manzelli. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate the support. And um, we're going to continue giving you guys some great content. So for those of you who joined Patreon, the uh, Stockton tapes are up on the uh, Dropbox, so you probably will have received um, a Dropbox link by now, as well as the completed Lifetime of Gray Skies audiobook. So that stuff's all up there. Um, stay tuned. I got some more cool uh, audiobook-type stuff coming out. And um, so, yeah, thanks a lot. Everything um, was much appreciated. Real quick, before we get going, on it. MCT oil exercise gear. Head on over to everythingwentblackmedia.com and check out the banners. You get, uh, you know, you can check out the, um, like I said, the foods, MCT oil, exercise equipment for like steel maces, battle ropes, weighted vests, all that kind of stuff. I get a little taste. I get to wet my beak on each purchase, and it helps keep the lights on over here. So, um, Andrew and I are going to run down UFC 217. So, um, pretty good card actually one of the better cards even though it's not getting a lot of love online it seems yeah definitely i mean there's a lot of fights on here where you know you look at it and you're like this makes sense a lot of these fights and i'd say probably almost all of them even the ones that i initially maligned as being ridiculously worthless um upon further introspection uh realized that they were better than i had initially assumed cool so on the early prelims, man, Brad Tavares and Talos Leches are on the early prelims, man. You know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, uh, I mean, even though Tavares is on a two-win streak and his losses are pretty damn good. I mean, like, his losses are to Whitaker, the current uh, interim champion, Bosch, who, who's surging right now, and Romero, who is, you know, the clear number three in the division. Like, no, no shame on those. And Lightes, who, uh, same thing, you know, good streak. Uh, had an eight-fight win streak before Bisping beat him. Um, you know, he's beat a couple dudes that even uh, Tavares lost to with Bosch. And, uh, you know, it's just a good, uh, I don't know, like, you know, known middleweight fight. You know, these guys aren't really going anywhere in the division, I don't think. No disrespect. But um, they're, uh, you know, consistent fighters. I look forward to it. Do you got a pick for this one? Uh, I can't, I don't know, Tavares, I like his kickboxing, his volume striking. Whitez looked really good before. He sort of came into the UFC a little bigger. Um, I don't know what happened to that recently. And that Yako looked amazing. And, 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 and when he beat Whitez, it's a tough one, man. I mean, I might have to go by uh, Whitez just by um, sheer experience. Yeah. So, Tavares just hasn't really lived up to the potential it seems he really does have. So um, I'm going to pick Lightus. Yeah, I was going to go with him as well. Just from, like, you know, experience, you know, he's like kind of a salty dog compared to uh, Tavares. And uh, also, just a quick aside, Tavares, you would look like Brad Tavares if you were on steroids. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's all I got to say about Brad Tavares, Andrew. Hernandez. Why, thank you. <laughs> you guys, like, remind you, like, look like him, sort of. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's a compliment. I, like <laughs> um, I got John Moraga versus Magomed uh, Bibulatov. I can't pronounce his fucking last name. <laughs> Bibulatov. Bibulatov, yeah. Not easy. Nah, dude. <laughs> I've been ha the last few days, I've been having trouble pronouncing dudes' names, man. It's really funny. Well, that's not an easy one, man. I mean, that's like, you know. Yeah, but I've, in the last, I did a podcast a little while ago, and I was, like, stumbling over dudes' names and stuff on Friday, so. And uh, they weren't even that hard names, really. <laughs> well, you get an easy out on this one. This is a interesting fight. I mean, Magomed is uh, undefeated. Moraga, uh, a constant uh, top ten in flyweight division. Uh, had a bit of a stumble at one time, you know. Um, all the losses that he's had are the, like, consummate top five dudes. Uh, um, Pettis, we're not, you know, quite sure really what he'll be. I'd say that he's going to be seven in the division for a really long time at least. And um, he lost to Joe B, Dodson, DJ. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, Moraga I've never really got. I feel like he's kind of this... Um, it's not the tip of my tongue who he reminds me of, but, you know, he's been there since the induction of the flyweight division, and I feel like he's definitely talented, but I just don't 
see him, you know, really being like a top ten guy, like more like top ten uh, gatekeeper. And you know, no disrespect to that, the guy's tough, got good subs, strong. I kind of feel like uh, Bobby Lotov is kind of on the rise, man. You know what I mean? I can't pronounce his last name, but I've seen his fights. And, uh, you know, I feel like, once again, Moraga may be reaching those kind of latter years. You know what I mean? A lot of wear and tear, uh, a lot of wars. And um, I think on this one, I'm going to go with Bobby Lotov. For sure. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that pick, definitely. So that brings us to the actual prelims. Um I know I'm skipping around a little bit. We have a little bit of a hard stop tonight, so I just want to kind of get through these early fights. Uh, Pearl Gonzalez versus Pollyanna Botello. And um, Botello, it's her debut. And the only thing I remember about uh, Pearl Gonzalez is that she had breast implants. So, I'm not, I mean, I think I saw her fight. I think she won. But uh, I feel like this is kind of like, there's not, no, she lost. All right. She lost to uh, Cynthia Calvillo. Calvillo, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, you know, it was a fight where her coach was like, oh, yeah, boxing, boxing. It just, I don't know, man. I mean, it just didn't look, it wasn't it was a terrible fight. It was really, really underwhelming. And, yeah, I was in New York, right, and there was, like, an issue where they're like, she can't fight because she had breast implants, but has breast implants, and that was, like, somehow that meant something to the commission, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was like they were claiming it was like a safety issue or like if you get punched, you know, in the breasts or whatever, like, you know, ruptures. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I see that as like a possible uh, issue myself, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't really have a lot of experience with fake boobs, so uh, I, don't, I don't have much. I don't have a dog in the race, man. But yeah, this- I don't think like... Uh- the, like uh, the chest punch is much of a move in, no, not really. <laughs> in boxing or MMA. Like no. you gotta wear out their pecs, punch yeah. their pecs. You know, like that's not a thing, really. So I think she's pretty safe. Um, but man, this Poliana, um, five five and one, five TKOs. Uh, Calvillo, uh, you know, I guess she is known the boxer. So I didn't think it looked that great in the fight versus uh, Calvillo. Um, this is definitely a setup for an action fight. Yeah. Know? So this is one of those things where I'm like, you know, do I care about this fight? Not especially, but I understand it. Next up, though, we got Bobby Green versus Lando Venata, and I think this is going to be a pretty good fight. You know, totally. Venata is the guy who um, he was like, wasn't he like a late replacement against El Kakui, and he, he kind of he jabbed, him. he hit him with that jab and kind of rocked him. Yeah, man, he he he, he bloodied up uh, El Kakui in that fight, and. Uh, you know, had a lot of people talking about that and wondering, you know, where is he going to go? Because he looks really good. Then he floored Mac Desi. I mean, yeah. Mac Desi was had his butt halfway out the door in that anyways. And he's with someone who I've never thought should be a lightweight, honestly. Um, and then he just recently lost to David Tamer. Um, and in that fight, it seemed like sometimes he got it going and other times he kind of just, I like, didn't care. It was weird, man. It was a weird fight, and, you know, no, no, not taking anything away from David Tamer. Um, I just felt like Venata let that fight slip away. Like, he could have won that fight. Yeah. Bobby Green is kind of an up and down, um, you know, so, I mean, he uh, he lost to uh, Dustin Poirier. It was not like a, I don't know if that's a recent fight, but, ever, yeah. Yeah, two fights ago. He's two on a three-fight skid right now. He yeah, lost to Barboza, Poirier, and uh, Magomedov. Before that, he was on an eight-fight streak, um... You know, he beat Josh Thompson, he yeah. beat um, Pat Healy and James Krause. I mean, those are really good wins. But his head hasn't really been in the game. He's been talking a lot about how he needs money. I think, like, his his brother got shot or something. You know, there's all these other things out there that he has to deal with. Um, but, man, after Venado's last fight where I felt like his head wasn't in it. But I feel like his head is in it more than Bobby Green. So, Green, who seemed like someone who... Had a lot of upside, you know, not too long ago. At this point, I think, you know, I don't expect him to gain a solid footing and continue rising up the ranks at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like Venata's probably got a little less, you know, he's like a newer face on the scene, too, you know what I mean? And uh, I think I'm going to go with Venata on this one. Yeah, me too. And even looking at their records, I mean, you know, Venata is only 9-2. and two. He trains at Jackson's. And uh, Bobby Green's 23-8. and eight. So that's a lot of mileage. Can you imagine having that many fights, man? Jesus Christ. No, dude, that's crazy. You know what I think about is not so much 
the fights, but the training camps. Yeah. 31 training camps, dude. And probably more because there's probably one he got injured or one his opponent yeah. got injured or something, you know? That's insane, dude. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So we got Ill Will Brooks versus Nick Lentz. And, uh, Thankfully, this is a this is a good bounce back fight. Yeah, totally. I mean, Will's what coming off two losses. Brooks is coming off two yeah, losses man. to the Oliveras. Yeah. I wrote in my notes. Well, it's funny. It's to two Oliveras. Yeah, Alex and Charles, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, I wrote in my notes. Sad times for the former Bellator champ. Because I mean, the guy came in on a nine fight win streak yeah. and then dropped two. I mean, granted, that Cowboy Oliveira loss was bullshit. Yeah. Oliveira came in. Way overweight He was like Making jokes about it In the fight Looked fucking huge And um I think he like Broke a rib with a knee To Will Brooks In that fight And Brooks was still fighting But oh my god He was Was hurting dude And I think he got stopped In the third or something Brooks Because of that 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 compromised rib Yeah you know? totally You can't breathe And you got problems like that With your rib Yeah man And it's just vulnerable for To other shots too the, um, yeah, that was you know. It's what. Are, what are your thoughts on that? I, mean, I, I always think about that fight when people come in like grossly overweight, like without by missing the weight by like five pounds. Like, do they? Do you that have was to? Even more. It was more than that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was more. Damn. That was a lot more. It was crazy. Do you think that should be an automatic DQ if you can't come yes. in? Yeah, I think so too, man. I think that. I think Will Brooks should have got the win. Should have got his win bonus. Should have freaking won. But instead, you know, Oliveira gets like fifteen percent of his purse fined. Gets the win bonus. Yeah. And then Brooks only gets a show bonus because he lost. Yeah, that was kind of kind of a hosing, man. Honestly. Oh, dude, it was brutal. I hated that. I was like, this is bullshit. He was like eight pounds overweight or something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think there has to be some regulation on that shit, man. If you like, you know, because then you know that reflects on your record too. Even though, even though you missed weight, you still have you still carrying an L on your record. And then financially, this guy gets the win bonus, and he fucking didn't even make weight. It sucks. Yeah, totally. It's bullshit, and I agree. I think that's a great idea, Mike. That he should have just got DQ'd. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Oh, much. So wait, we're both picking. Uh, we're both picking Brooks, I imagine. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Brooks. I feel like you know, Lentz Lentz is another one of these like sacrificial lambs. I think, you know, nothing against uh, against uh, Nick Lentz, but you know, it's one of these. They do this shit all the time. We always talk about it. How like you get yeah. some new Jack dude. Well, not that not that um, Will Brooks is a new Jack, but I mean, you get some guy they're trying to develop, and they throw him some older guy who's only got a couple fights left in him to give him a name on his resume, you know, and I just, like, I kind of think that's, um, I hate when that happens, but I, feel, I understand why they do things like that. Yeah, and, I think they put a solid investment in Will Brooks, and they need to right the ship, and they should. I mean, like, you know, that last boss was a crazy submission to Oliveira, and the one before that was the bullshit weight thing. But I will say, um, while you said you don't have anything against Nick Lentz, I will say, fuck Nick Lentz. I think the dude's a total fucking douche. He's, like, trying to call out BJ Penn, like, you know, after BJ Penn's getting annihilated by people, and he's, like, talking shit about him. Yeah. And he's saying, like, BJ Penn is, like, ooh, who is he, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, BJ Penn amounted to more than you ever will in your career. Well, actually, the, shit about him. The, Nick, the Nick Lentz BJ Penn beef has, like, a couple of years of, like, time invested in it, if I remember correctly. I mean, that, that's been, like, an ongoing feud between those two guys. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying Nick Lentz as, like, nothing against him as, like, a fighter, but, like, you know, the guy's had his, his day, I think, sort of, you know, and I hate oh, yeah, totally. I hate And I was saying just that. saying the opposite. I was saying, fuck him. Yeah, okay, cool. You know, I, I try to, like, you know, there's certain people I vehemently dislike, you know, but I try to be objective about most people unless, you know, certain, like, uh, certain red-bearded gentlemen. <laughs> Not, yeah. not, not Champ Morgan. No, 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 no. No, dude, I love the other guys. He's on a different continent, so, yeah. you know. I don't know much about this uh, Tom Duquesnois. Oh, my God, dude. I, I figured this one out earlier, I think, right? It's like, yeah, it's Duquesnois. Duke, I feel right? like I've I mean, seen him fight, but I don't remember much about him, honestly. You know, um, I was thinking back to this one, and... Um, 
I'll say quickly, I know absolutely nothing about his opponent, but um, that Patrick Williams fight, I remembered, um, you know, some older guy, some older fighter, like probably in his early 40s or late 30s, which obviously is old in fight years, and dude was mega, you know, looked jacked, in shape. Oh my God, he gassed. He gassed like two minutes into it, like hardest I've ever seen anyone gas. It was like he had just come back from like, they're like, all right, we're going to have you do a triathlon, and they're going to fight immediately afterwards. It's going to be great. We're going to do a YouTube series on it. And, um, man, he got destroyed. It was crazy. I don't know if I can even pick this because I don't know anything about these fucking guys, honestly, man. You know, Duquenois versus Cody Stammen. You know, not, not much intel for me, you know. Yeah, I don't know anything about Cody Stammen. But now that, that leaves us with the main card, which has uh, got a, an action-packed main card, in my opinion. Hey, let me say really quick, yeah. um, you know, there's not... I don't know, I really liked him on the show, but uh, Matt Schnell must be, like, probably the opening fight for this whole thing. That guy looked like he had so much promise on that uh, that series of flyweights, the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, right, yeah. It was yeah, a great yeah. season. Uh-huh. I have to watch what? that, actually. I think it was, like, the best season. It's I've worth checking since. out. I don't even know Yeah, I mean, it was great. All the fights in it were, were great. And the guy, they should have absorbed everyone from that season into the flyweight division, and they didn't. I don't know why. Um, but Schnell looked really good on that series, and then he came in here, and he's on a three-loss streak now, man. It's like, whoa. So this is the last shot for that guy. I just wanted to say a brief thing on that. I liked him on the show a lot, but it looks like he's going to flame out of the UFC pretty hard. You think, like, the big stage has got anything to do with it as opposed to, like, fighting at the, you know, the, the tough uh, gym? You know? I don't know, man, because he fights out of, um, I think he fights out of ATT. It might be wrong. It might be AKA, but I think it's ATT. And, um, you know, I don't know. He looked good in the, in the, in the, in the, the TUF fights and, um, he did fight against Rob Font, which is a weight class up, and got annihilated. So that was, you know, he probably should be on a two-loss streak, not three. And that's probably why they're giving him another shot. But he looks good, and it looks like, man, this is, this is the last go for him, man. All right, so kicking off the, uh, the main card, we got Benil Dariush versus Evan Dunham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Dariush coming off a loss to Barboza. And uh, Dunham is on a four-fight streak, win streak, uh, defeating Joe yeah. Lozon and Ross Pearson. But I, I think it's going to be a, a good fight, though, between these guys. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, Evan Dunham's super durable. And this four-fight win streak is over some good dudes. Like you said, yeah, Lozon, Lozon, Pearson. Damn, eh, not so much. But Rick Glenn, we just saw Rick Glenn yeah. uh, absolutely annihilate um, you know, on the last card, oh, two yeah. cards ago. Yeah, he mugged that guy. That was that was like yeah. that dude is like seriously hurt. Apparently, the guy that he beat. He's gotta be. Yeah, like, he might like, just ruin that kid's career. Yeah, and that was a guy they were actually. I can't remember his name actually, but that's a dude they were. They're actually. He was like a prospect, kind of. I guess. Totally. I mean, he looked like he had some like Frankie Edgar, Dominic Cruz style going on. He looked really good. And man, Rick Glenn really came to him. So Dunham beat Glenn. I think that was his last win. And um, his his losses are like, you know, Barboza, Cerrone, RDA, no shame in those. And Dariush has looked really good. Um, that knee from Barboza was insane. Um, you know, talking about dudes having like 30, 40 fights. Also, I can't believe, man, for someone to be able to come back and be like, yeah, I'm fighting still. Yeah, I'm training still. I'm, I'm a fighter. Like, after getting just, like, flatlined by, like, that brutal knee by Barbosa, to be able to come back from that and still have the confidence to be, like, a champion is amazing. Yeah. You know I mean? No, that totally. takes, takes a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's like, um, I think a lot of people that probably have never had any kind of competitive um, moments in their lives probably don't realize just how hard that is to lose and how hard it is to lose like that to get like just fucking beaten that way you know to take a shot like that and to be like all right cool i'm going back for more you know that's like a very very difficult thing to do for most people and yeah i mean i I totally like have respect for that man yes this this fight you know i mean you get dariush's fighting out of uh uh master rafael cordero uh jim so, man, he done on, like, this gritty 155, like, 
super durable Forrest Griffin type physique dude, you know, super long, like just goes in there and slugs it out, you know, these freaking not ugly takedowns, but like like relentless, like ugly in the way where it's just like this guy's gonna. I mean, it's his gas tank, dude. Yeah, he's a grinder. He's, you know, he's got that grinder, grinder. Like, vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. It's not, like, super... It's technical, but not, like... There's no finesse to it. It's just grind. It's, like, all grind. It's, like, slow. It's, like, he throws everything, but it's not fast, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's still going. And, 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 right, I mean, it's, like, a it's like a slow grinder, you know? And it just keeps grinding the beans, you know? And uh, Dariush become like a like a more Muay Thai technical dude who's got hard kicks you know strong counters um and then a, a, a legit jiu-jitsu game but so does Dunham so this is a I mean, a really fun fight there's no way this is going to be boring no yeah, I'm looking forward to this one um who's your pick I'm still going to go with Dunham on this one I think the grind is going to overcome Dariush on this I like him in this fight I think Dariush might... I'm going to pick Dariush by um, cuts. Oh, okay. There might be a stoppage, is what you're trying to say. yeah. Huh, okay. Some elbows, foreheads, that kind of thing? Elbows, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I read you loud and clear on that one. Nothing like a nice elbow to the forehead to stop a fight. So now these two ladies that are fighting next, Mara Romero Boreja versus Kalindra Faria. They're, this is both their debut. Did it, when did they add this? I don't even I, have I, notes on I was like, I never heard of these ladies, man. I was just like, what happened? Did somebody they got added the to the car? They're on the card. What is this? Maybe. I don't know. Am I right, am I right or wrong? Let's check that. I have no clue, man. I, that's crazy. I just named these names, man. I'm hope I'm right. Hey, real quick while you're doing that, I don't think this is on the main card, so I'll talk about it while you're looking that up. Uh, Walt Harris versus Mark Godbeer. That's not on the main card, right? No. So, you know, at first I was like, this fight is stupid because it's, I thought it was on the main card and it's just going to be two lumbering heavyweights. I looked at their records. Walt Harris, 10-5. and five. All 10 wins, TKOs. Mark Godbeer, 12-3. and three, Nine TKOs. So, I mean, dude, that's just going to be... This ridiculous 260-pound dudes running at each other and just seeing whose fist knocks which man on the ground first. So, pretty easy breakdown of that, man. Huh. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. It's kind of like one of these off days for me today, man. It's all good. I, I didn't even know about this fight, so... I, I don't know if it's... I, Let me just take a look at this shit here. Realistically, I don't even know if we have anything to say about it. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say about it either, man. But it's like, I just want to be right about something today. <laughs> Today's been like one of those days. This whole week has been like one of those weeks, too, of like, you know, being wrong about a lot of things. Well, uh, listen to No Means No Wrong. There you go. That's a good record. Fuck yeah. So, hey, man, we... Uh, you know the the shooting in in uh, in Las Vegas, man. That's like some serious shit. Yeah, very. Yeah, man. That's it's crazy. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a tragedy. And um, if anyone listening to this has friends or family or knows someone that you know was affected by that, uh, I send you my uh, deepest condolences. And um, you know, I'm sorry this affected anybody. It's not. It's, uh, it's a terrible thing. And, you know, anyone who uh, has had to deal with any of the natural disasters going on right now, I mean, you had Mexico City, Houston, Florida, of course, Puerto Rico. I mean, a lot of things going on right now. Yeah, it just seems like uh, we've been getting hit by a lot of unfortunate stuff, a lot of tragedy, man. And it's uh, it's kind of alarming on how, how much all these natural disasters have been, you know, how many how many consecutive disasters have happened. And now with, I think this is like the worst shooting in the history of the, of the United States that happened in, in, um, in Las Vegas. You know, people. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, I didn't even know that the Florida one was before was, was, was the worst one. Yeah. Now this one topped it. 
Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's crazy, man. The amount of people injured is like, oh my god, and just knowing what gun he had. Yeah, it's insane, man. And um, yeah. I mean. You know, that this is a whole discussion about gun control for, like, a whole other podcast. We could talk two hours on just that. But for it's, sure. um, aside from that, I'm really surprised that mental health is not being something that's on the discussion table about people and shootings and all these, like, horrible things that are going on. I mean, of course, you know, the first thing everyone wants to talk about is legislation and all that, which, you know, everyone has their ideas about that. But mental health. Is ne- never discussed when people do these things. They never talk about pharmaceuticals. They never talk about um, depression or you know any kind of mental health related issues. And that, to me, seems like the elephant in the room. Like a person of sound mind does not go out and just start taking shots at people. You know, I mean, right. I don't know. That's just like my one two cents in this whole thing. So I'm right. Totally. Yeah. About I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> just to basically. <laughs> To, like, make a, a drastic change in, in, uh, in tone here. Um, <laughs> I'm right about the about Boreja and Faria being on the, um, on the uh, card. Uh, I don't know. They're on the main card? They're on the main card. What the hell? Yeah. They're, they're, they're both, this is their um, debut in the UFC. They're both their UFC debuts. What the fuck are they doing on the main card? All right. Yeah, right after uh, Barry Ush and Dunham. It's funny because I just looked on the UFC site and they're, um, you know how like when they don't have a, a, a photograph, like a press photo, it's just like this black shape, you know, they both have these like black silhouettes, so. Yeah. Was somebody, were they like a late replacement or something like that possibly? I don't know. I'm kind of worried for you to run down the rest of the car and I'm waiting to see who drops. <laughs> As of this morning, everything's still intact. So, yeah. you know, I, who knows what could have happened in the last couple of hours, though. But um, everything as far as, as of uh, 0, 0,700 hours this morning, everything's still intact. I haven't looked at anything regarding fighting, any UFC stuff until, until just now. But everything looks cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, who knows about that fight. But now we have Fabricio Verdum versus Derek the Black Beast Lewis. Which, um, yeah. kind of a big step in competition for Lewis, in my opinion. I mean, he he uh, he dropped a, he dropped his last fight to um, Mark Hunt, Hunt. Yeah. You know, which is like you know that's that's a, a formidable foe, man. But you know, taking Mark Hunt on at, at any stage of his career, Mark Hunt can put your lights out for sure. Um, yeah. But you know, now he's facing Fabricio Verdum, who is forty years old. You know, he's like an older guy. But, oh, it's 40, no kidding. Yeah, he's 40. Oh, he's but uh, I feel like for Doom has a lot of different ways to take you out. You know, great striking. He's uh, a master at the gentle art of jiu-jitsu. So, um, <laughs> he's very gentle with it. <laughs> so I think that this is like uh, the first like truly like multi-dimensional complete more you know MMA fighter that uh, that Lewis has actually fought. For sure. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, all right, hey, uh, he lost to Mark Hunt and then was like, hey, I'm retiring. And then he's like, hey, I'm back. And they're like, cool. We're going to have you fight someone who's like ranked seven spots up. And a former champ. And a former champ. Someone who, I mean, okay, so he only has two losses since his second stint in UFC, Virgil. Yeah. He lost to Miocic because he ran into his punch. He was chasing like a moron. This chimp in the air and his hands down. I remember yelling at the screen, like, stop running at him. And then his boom, he got floored. And I was just like, God. Like, it was just obvious that was going to happen. It was ridiculous. It might as well have been like Babalu versus Chuck Liddell or something. It was terrible. And then uh, he lost to Overeem because he took him down and decided that that was enough. And what did he do? He took off the second round or something? Yeah. It was like he could have won that fight, but he didn't he didn't seem like he gave winning a real precedent. He just was assuming, hey, I'm winning. And then he lost. And that was stupid, man. That was a stupid loss. And no one wants to see Fabrizio Verdum versus Alistair over before. No, point. no, that's, yeah, you know. But, uh, but this seems like an easy win. I mean, 
Well, I don't care. Yeah. Verdum's you know, 40, but, you know, if Lewis, you know, he lost to Mitrione, uh, Jordan, and Punt uh, all by TKO. I think that Verdum could repeat that, you know? Or submission. But then again, oh, yeah. easily submission. But then again, I'd hate to see uh, Lewis on top position ever. You know what I mean? That dude's like a big fucking guy, man. Totally. I well, think he, I'm pretty sure he gets swept, but... Yeah, yeah. But um, but Lewis is like, you know, he's like that, got that true X factor of a puncher's chance, though. You know what I mean? Because the dude's like, that's all he has is power punching. He's got zero cardio and just power. You know what I mean? And, uh... And he's really funny. And he's funny. And and he's a fucking give him props for his uh, role in being a Samaritan in, in Houston. You know? So he's a that fucking That was awesome. So that he, was so awesome. You gotta you gotta give respect where respect is due to Derek Lewis. And and that Absolutely. I mean he's a, an excellent person for doing that. And um you know, and I gotta give him, you know, points for having heart. Just, just the sheer fact that he's ranked number sixth in the UFC with a fairly limited, you know, skill set, in my opinion. You know, I mean, just strength and power. That's really kind of what he's got going for him. And, uh, you know, if, if he like got in a serious like uh, conditioning program and maybe dropped some weight and like really joined like a, a top camp, I mean. Yeah, he's a young guy too. I think, right? Isn't he fairly young? You know, I, I don't think he is. But for heavyweight, oh, it, yeah. it, doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, those guys, those guys, uh, they season as they get older. Apparently, heavyweights. Yeah. But um, but I mean, I see. I think this is Fabricio Verdum's fight to lose. I mean, he should absolutely. He should win this fight. You know, despite all those those pluses in uh, Derek Lewis's side. And um, <laughs> some fun. Verdum has been in the, uh, in the in the in the press eye recently for some stupid comments, apparently too. But uh, yeah, I didn't hear anything about that, and, and I didn't really read a bunch. But I guess he said some uh, homophobic, you know, slurs and derogatory comments. Um, I mean, I'm not defending him, but I'm also not. You know, unfortunately, I guess I'm not. All entirely shocked that the sport still has people with cage link tattoos and like tribal tattoos like all over their body and like a lot of you know pretty troglodyte you know uh, machismo will have someone who's going to also say something stupid and I'm not defending people by saying that I don't think that he should say that I think that he's actually smarter than that and that's what's always disappointing when you're like that guy's smarter than that. I mean, he is, like, trilingual, you know, but he, he can be very well-spoken. Um, so it's disappointing to, for, for him to, to do stupid shit again, you know? Yeah, I mean, what, what was the word maricone? Is that the word he used? Was it really? I think it was that, yeah. Oh, my God, wow. But the thing is, too, it's like, I'm not defending him. I, I am not, you know, champion, a champion of ignorance, but... I also feel that um, the language barrier and cultural differences play into this, too. Um, not that he doesn't speak English, but, I mean, he was expressing himself either in Spanish or Portuguese or something. And that, um, culturally, they're just in a different place than the United States is in 2017. And, you know, you have to have, like, a more global viewpoint on these things and maybe not be so, maybe a little bit more understanding as to where people might be coming culturally. And I'm not saying that when you go to the United States, you need... I'm saying that... I, what I am saying is that when you come to this country, you need to be aware of how people interpret certain things that you say. And that if you're going to express yourself, and that's like the cultural norm, then you need to keep that within the confines of that environment, really. You know what I mean? You know, and I mean, that's kind of... I mean, that's like... Uh, you know, I don't want to sound squirrely, but... I don't, I don't back it, but I also don't con, don't condemn him for that either. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, actually, with, I mean, with that word, too, is exactly kind of what I was just saying. But, you know, in, in more uh, whatever, Spanish, Latino culture, that is such a machismo word, you know, that people use in order to, um, you know, 
calling question your your gender, your, your sexuality, in order to be demeaning and derogatory, and uh, I mean it's pretty much like the you know English equivalent to the you know derogatory F word for homophobic slurs. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it's more common in that type of like shirtless peach dude type behavior you know yeah and i'm not justifying it i'm just saying like yeah that like especially that word there's a little i can see him using that with a little more late like you know kind of least a fair attitude than than saying the english version of it sure but also keep in mind that word was was used in mainstream society not that long ago either i mean in the united states like that that's a word that was thrown around like in mo- you'd see movies from the 80s oh, right. where people would be throwing crazy shit like that around with ease and and also what are the i've been in this big kick of watching 70s films like uh thief you know and and like all this like you know james con movies you know nice. uh the getaway with steve mcqueen and all that and like Classic. the ease with which men slapped women around in the 70s, too, is out of, out of control, dude. It's crazy. It's like almost every single movie that I've seen from that era, some woman's getting slapped around by some guy. So it's, yeah, and that really wasn't even that long ago, you know. But, hey, cultural norms change, you know. We don't say that word anymore, but instead we open fire on innocent people in this country. So who knows? Six of one, half dozen of the other. I say tomato, you say tomato. <laughs> hey, man, me and uh, the missus were watching Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure. Yeah. And there's a part in it where one of the guys, Bill or Ted, gives the other one a hug, and the other guy mutters that. Yeah. Twitter. And I was like, whoa! That wasn't even that long ago. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is a movie, you know, like, our, you know, we're child do you know eventually in the future this is a fun movie we can show our child and be like hey look how stupid movies could be you know this is fun and then they dropped that and I was like oh man right but that that kind of brings that's kind of like the point I'm making is that like you know in this day and age that would never fly you know what I mean and maybe like in a few years in like Central and South America people have a little more sensitivity to that kind of stuff too I mean who knows I'm just Everyone's different, man, you know, and it's like, but still in all, when you're in, you know, it's like when you're in Germany, you don't walk around with like a swastika, like, t-shirt on, you know what I mean? Because you can get thrown in jail for that shit over there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like I would do that in the United States either, but I mean, it's like, you can't, you have to be sensitive to to the things that are, that you have to have the same sensitivity that you would in whatever environment you're in, so, I don't know. Yeah, people walk around like assholes here. Though I saw a dude at the gym today with an Os Rotten shirt on. That was cool. Right on. That's cool. You know, it's funny. Today uh, in tr- at the gym, and tra- I was training, and I had a Misfits t-shirt on. And some girl that trains there, she's like, oh, nice shirt. I'm like, yeah, you know, I like the Misfits. And she's like, Do you know, I, you don't strike me as someone who, who even really likes music. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I like music, man. I fuck around with music, you know. I just thought it was really funny, you know. <laughs> Like, I, I, the Aronofsky line. I come off as like someone who doesn't like music or is not into music. It makes me laugh. That is man. amazing. Yeah, hey, you know. Cold dead, Mike. <laughs> um, so so pick. I'm picking Fabrizio over Doom in this. Um, Ditto. But also, I you know one caveat is I don't think I don't think Lewis is that much of a fucking underdog, really. Honestly, just because you, he might clip him with one of those shots. He might land one of those hammers, you know? But I, like I said earlier, it's Verdum's fight to lose. Yeah, for, Verdum's known for being kind of cute in there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I'm a, like here, here's what I wanted to say as my last thing for it I wanted to say to you was, um, how many rounds do you think he's going to do the flying kick? Yo, he came out right out of the box with that, with that fucking jumping... Turning sidekick against Travis Brown, so who knows, man? All three rounds, dude. Yeah. Every every round. I hope this goes three rounds, and I hope he does it every round. That's really funny, man. Because that's not that's not a high percentage technique either, man. No, it's but that's, amazing. That's though. what I mean. If if um if he catches Verdum where he's not paying attention, and he's trying to be cute, it's all over for him. 
you don't you don't get a second chance when when Derek Lewis hits you hits you in one of those those glazed hams that he has for fists. You know, it's all it's going to be lights out. You know, so that that's my take on that. But I still yeah, think totally. even, I still think Verdue's going to win. Still think he's going to win. And even though that you know that totally um, amuses me. There's also something that is kind of alarming in that type of behavior where an individual at the beginning of every round is aware that he's doing something very trollish. You know, it's like he's not he's focused on the fight, but at the same time, he's a, he is absolutely aware that he is being funny. And that's why I said, you know, he has this kind of you know, cute behavior. It's the same thing with, like, the gremlin face that he used to make. So that didn't bother me. I actually no. thought it was funny. But, you know, again, you know, looking back on that, I'm like, uh, you know, there's times where he might lose his focus because he's too, he's trying to be funny. Exactly. Like, he might be playing up to the crowd a little too much, be a little too much of a showman, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that against Derek Lewis. Um... Also, other thing with one one last thing about Lewis, he's also I don't I don't think I think he still might be injured too, man, because he had some serious back issues. He's been beat up. I mean, he fought what three times this year. Yeah, he said his back was messed up. Yeah. here he is, he's back. But also, he he's been very busy this year. So what three? I think he's fought three times. So three fights, three fight camps. It's uh, you know it's October. It, if he's injured, there's no way he's had enough time to recover and heal from any of that stuff. Hell no, especially a back injury. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that Fabricio Verdum wins by um, an old MMA reference, this Oliveri. <laughs> okay, man, we got the last two fights of the, uh, of the card. We got Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, who is currently the Mighty. fight. Mighty. The Mighty, that's right. It's changes. No, no, no longer a Mighty Mouse. It's Demetrius Mighty Johnson, the flyweight champion, versus Ray, the Tasmexican Devil Borg, who's uh, currently ranked number three. So uh, this is a makeup for the, uh, the the medical no show that Borg did, like just a couple weeks ago. Did, you know, so um, he didn't he he didn't have weight cutting problems, Mike. He he just got sick. Yeah, it wasn't even a weight a weight cutting thing. It was like some health related sick. I don't know, yeah. He, he didn't get sick from cutting twenty pounds of weight. He just got sick. <laughs> well, that, that was his claim, at least. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. It's bullshit. I can't wait till he misses weight. You think he's gonna miss weight on this? Did you know that he fired his nutritionist? I don't need one of those. Oh, I thought he fired him and got another nutritionist. I didn't know that. Oh, so he's trying to... Oh, I see. I misunderstood that. Oh, so he's... he's taking it back to the old school. Oh, fuck that, dude. I used to do this on my own. I don't need a nutritionist. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, even, you know, if he makes weight, it's going to be uh, a, a severely diminished. You know what I mean? Trying to cut weight without professional guidance, especially down to, like, 125. You know what That's I mean? That's crazy. It's funny to think about that, you know, it's like if you're, um, you know, say you're, you're 230, right, and you cut to 205, you know, that's, uh, yeah, what is that, like 25 pounds, you know, but if you cut from like 145 to 125, <laughs> you're 150 to 125, that's like a more brutal cut, you know what I'm saying? Like, going from 220 to 205 is like a piece of cake, really. You know what I mean? But going down from, like, something like 150 to 125 is, like, because of the percentage of your body mass that you're fucking Totally. With. You're cutting, like, 20% of your it's body. Crazy. Like, it's insane, man. That's insane, man. I mean, maybe my math is off. I don't know. But, um, yeah, man, I can't believe that Borg is listed at three. He's ranked as three? Yeah, he's ranked third in the division. That's horseshit. They made that up. They just fucking pumped that up, dude. That's a con- that conspiracy theory. Where's my tinfoil hat? Fake news, Bullshit. man. It's fake news. Fake news that he's ranked three. I mean, that's just to legitimize this whole thing. I mean, hey, it's not. It's not. You know, D- Demetrius Johnson's fault that he beat everybody in the in the division. Totally. You know, it's like. Uh, but, you know, let's call it what it is. This season is is like record is a little bit inflated. And uh, cheers. 
and uh, <laughs> and um, I mean, good, you know, good for DJ, man. This is like, you know, breaks a record. I mean, we're both assuming he's going to win this fight. Because I mean, Fuck yeah, yeah dude. I mean, I'm, I'm not ridiculous. Seeing, I don't think a guy who lost to Justin Scoggins in February of last year and his only win is over Hussein Da Silva. Yeah, like this is terrible. You know, I mean, in, in a way, in a way, I can see the you know the, the Dana White beef that. Uh, well, you know, you should fight TJ. You know, you should fight. You know, because yeah, you know, Borg isn't really on the same level. You know what I mean? As any of these other guys that they threw out there as being uh, opponents for him, but he is in the division. Officially, now he'll have cleaned out the division, and then I think it. You know, he, he gets the record. And now it opens up other fights, you know, in different weight classes. Because, I mean, I, I know that he fought at bantamweight earlier on in his career. Um, yeah, he said he would uh, um, fight Garbrandt at, like, 130 or something. Like a catchweight. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think Garbrandt's, like, a smaller bantamweight, too, I think. You know, as far as, like, a guy that I think he, to go down to 130, to cut down to 130, I think, for Garbrandt it would probably be easier than some of the other guys in that weight class. Or even a rematch with um, uh, Dominic Cruz, you know, one of the, one of only two people to beat Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, totally. You know, interesting about Dominic Cruz, man, because um, he's got he's got a fight book too. I'm trying to remember who Jimmy was. Rivera. Jimmy Rivera, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that's an interesting fight. I mean, he's. You know, thought that he's, you know, he's like, if he, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting if Rivera beat him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Rivera's got really good boxing and totally. serious power in his hands. Yeah. He's like Uriah Faber 4.0. Exactly, you know. Um, you know, it's funny, I, I actually, uh, I, I've never, like, fully embraced Dominic Cruz. You know, I've recognized him as being like an incredible fighter, but also his um, his like gamesmanship would would throw me off a little bit by him. But when he lost his title, I gotta give him give him give him some respect for that. That was an excellent you know way to to transfer the mantle over to Garbrandt. I thought that was very classy. You know, totally. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that would be a cool fight. So after after. You know, if Demetrius Johnson makes a pass Ray Borg, which we're, we're both picking Demetrius Johnson to defeat Ray Borg, that opens up a whole whole horizon of interesting fights for him moving forward after this. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I think he still has two more fights at flyweight um, Pettis. And I think that's what this is. They, they didn't want to put Pettis in there yet. They're just like, hey, let's throw Borg in there. Um, man, they're giving him a hell of a shot. He's 24. He's very young, so I think that that's interesting. But um, you know the Cejudo uh, rematch because Cejudo looked killer in that heist fight. I agree with you. I agree with that. They may, maybe they give Cejudo another shot. You know. Yeah. So I mean, uh, somebody I forgot who Pettis is fighting next, and then Cejudo. I I don't know if he got booked or something. But yeah, I mean that was that was great. You know, as my buddy Brandon said, you know, he, he had a read on him like immediately. Yeah. You know, immediately, dude. It was like he was just in there and he was like seeing the body movements and knew exactly how to count, like react and counter. And it was fantastic showing. So that leads us to the main event. Yeah, man. Well, just just real quick. So this uh, DJ versus um, Ray Borg fight that was an add-on to this. This card originally didn't have this fight on there, so this has been added to the card. Uh, but yeah, now, people, you know, got a little angry, but again, I gotta. I think it's actually for the better for DJ to be not headliner, though. I think he deserves it. It's he just doesn't have a lot of traction, unfortunately. So we got El Kakui versus well Tony El Kakui Ferguson. Rank number two in the lightweight division versus Kevin, the Motown phenom, Lee. Currently ranked number seven. El Kakui hasn't lost since uh, 2012. He's uh, currently on a huge winning streak. And uh, yeah. Lee has, has won his last five. 
uh, with that, re- you know, his most recent fight, a recent submission over uh, Michael Chiesa. Um, and that was, like, slightly controversial. I think Chiesa would have gone out, actually. Um, but he didn't tap, because I rewatched that fight recently. And Chiesa clearly did not tap. Did not tap. I think he would have went to sleep within 30 more seconds, but he didn't tap. So. Yeah, his hand went there like it looked like he might, and then he stopped from doing it, and then Yamasaki was like, I'm stopping it. <laughs> Another Mario Yamasaki moment. What's kind of funny is not <laughs> Mario Yamasaki will let you get your head beat in <laughs> by some guy, yet, I mean, getting getting choked unconscious with a rear naked choke doesn't really do any, doesn't hurt you. It just, you know, puts you, puts you it's, it's a blood choke. You know, so you're not really in any danger, you know what I mean, if the person releases once you go out. So he was like, he jumped the gun on the tap out to the blood choke, yet he's more than happy to let some guy get his brains pounded in with elbows and and punches, you know what I mean? I just found that. Totally. It's like, there's no consistency with him, you know? (laughs) He used to be good. I don't know what the hell happened. You know, I don't know, man. Well, there's some interesting things about this fight. And, yeah, man, like, Ferguson, geez. Um, you know, his last loss was actually to uh, Michael Johnson uh, in 2012. And before that, he didn't. He lost in 2009 to some dude randomly to a triangle joke. Obviously, he's grown a lot since then. Oh, yeah, totally. He's got wins over RDA, Venata, Barbosa, Josh Thompson, T-Bow, Trujillo, Castillo. Um all the O's. And, uh, you know, Kevin Lee, he lost to Leonardo Santos uh, not too long ago, uh, 2015. The end of, end of 2015 uh, in December by TKO. Right. So which brings us to a little other fact is Ferguson's never been TKO'd, KO'd, and uh, Kevin Lee's never been subbed. No. He has a decision loss to um, Ally Quinta, too. Like, that was, I think, his right. first fight in, in the UFC, maybe. And I think Quinta probably would be top five if he didn't flip out so much. You know, rightfully so. That, that's like one of the... I mean, I really hope that... I mean, Al's still fairly young, too. I think he's only like 29. I'd really like to see that kid come back, you know, and, and really, you know, make a go for it. I mean, he's got a great camp, you know, I think, and he's a game opponent. He's got he's, got, he's beaten a lot of good guys, you know I mean? He, even though, I mean, Kevin Lee was his first fight, but he still doesn't win over him. It was controversial, but he has a win over uh, Jorge Masvidal when Masvidal mm, was right. like 155. But I mean, that you know, that could have gone either way, and I understand there's some controversy over that. But I feel like, you know, um, if you would just uh, stop selling uh, real estate on Long Island, Raging Al, I think, could have like a pretty cool, like, you know, run at the lightweight division, you know? Definitely. He'd be top five. I really think he'd be top five. And he actually might be the best person in his gym, to be honest. I mean, I know Chris won his last outing, but he might be, probably is, a lot of people think, in the twilight of his career. Um, so, unfortunately, I don't know if he wants to admit that or be there. And that's and I understand that's difficult. But, um, yeah, I went to a real loss for the division. But... Bring me this fight is so difficult to read because you know, I don't have a good read on Lee. I mean, dude, his back game I was just is gonna say. crazy. Yeah. But Ferguson has really, really, really interesting uh, jujitsu and striking, but he's hittable. Yeah. And Lee cracks. Yep. I mean, there's so many variables in this fight. It's really tough for me to pick because also body types. Tony Ferguson, tall, long. Kevin Lee, compact, like, you know, stout. So, man, it's an interesting clash. As far as the striking goes, I feel like Lee, uh, not Kevin Lee, um, I feel like Ferguson comes at weird angles. You know what I mean? Like, he, he really utilizes his length. And um, then he uses bizarre angles and entries into his striking combinations. And I think that um, he's probably a hard guy to mimic in the gym. You know, and uh, and Lee, his background is he's a, he's a wrestler, I think, Kevin Lee. So he's got like more of like a traditional grappling kind of like background. 
And uh, Tony Ferguson is uh, an Eddie Bravo uh, brown belt, I believe, in uh, his system, which is a totally unconventional system that relies more on, like, flexibility and, like, this unique guard play system that Eddie Bravo has. So I, I think that, like, just, like, the sort of unconventional uniqueness of uh, Ferguson's, you know, game, I think, is the reason why he's been so successful against, like, the last, what, what 10, 9, 10 opponents he's had, you know? Like, yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like he's going to be a handful for Kevin Lee, you know what I mean? And uh, and Lee also, I don't think, has the, the fight vocabulary. Like, he hasn't, he's like a fairly, what, he's like 25, I think, if that... Yeah, he's really young. I might have even confused Borg with him. Or they're both in their mid-20s. Yeah, they're both really young guys. And, you know, I mean, that's great that he's, he's uh, that Lee is in this position, you know, at, at such a young age. But I just think that the experience and the uniqueness and the bizarre angles and unconventional grappling that, that uh, Ferguson has, I think that's what's going to win him the fight. You know, I, I see a submission possibly, you know. Yeah, I mean, the scrambles in this are going to be wild, man. Totally. The yeah. ground game. And the striking is going to be crazy, too, because you got, again, like the unconventional Ferguson who's going to be in there doing capoeira and shit versus Kevin Lee who's going to be doing, you know, boxing. Uh, boxing. And while I saw some videos and it didn't look fantastic, I could imagine Lee, because he's so um, athletic, you know, like uh, uh, Ferguson throwing like a like a right uh, elbow, like a left to right high elbow, and then like Kevin Lee cutting a corner, hitting him with a hook. You know, something like that. There's probably gonna be exchanges like that where Ferguson tries to get like colorful in there, and Kevin Lee just sticks to this like you know basic early alphabet boxing style that really works for him. Yeah. Um, so man, it's just an interesting fight. I don't know it's gonna go five rounds. I don't um, think so, you know. Yeah. What I, what I see maybe is like in a grappling exchange, um, you know, Ferguson slapping some kind of weird, unusual like rubber guard from the rubber guard uh, submission. You know, it's it's not going to be like a rear naked choke or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. You know that that's kind of moves the darts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but it's going to come at some it's some during some scramble. You know. So I think it's going to be a lot of fight guillotine or something. I can't wait to see that. It's going to be a great fight. These last couple of fights, you know, the last three on this card, I think, are, are going to be tremendous. I mean, the Verdum fight might only last like you know a minute and a half or something like that. But like, you know, but these others, I think, you know, Mighty Mouse, like El Kakui, like these are going to be great fights. I think there's going yeah, to be a lot of Darius is going to be 15 minutes probably. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to go to whole distance probably. You know, but yeah, I don't know. Exciting. So who are you picking? Oh, um, El Kakui. Yeah, me? I think I, you know, I had some difficulty with Lee because I thought he was really douchey of him talking about Kiesa's mom. And it's like you know everyone knows in the fight community that Kiesa lost his dad and like only has his mom. It's like yeah, you know he was making a joke like saying like you know she's the only one who, who buys tickets for you, and it was like you know it, it verges like, on saying. It verges on poor taste, I think. Right, totally. Just like it's like normally it would be pretty freaking vanilla, to be honest. But um, because of the subject himself, uh, Kiesa, ended up being you know, very, very poor taste. So I had difficulty with that. But then, you know, uh, I watched the thing on Kevin Lee, and he comes from uh, Michigan, tough state, and. Um, he, you know, he has some things now, and he's, he's you know, sharing with his folks and really wants to help them out, and uh, that's something I can really get behind. You don't really get that from Ferguson. He's a lone wolf. I think that his story is, you know, he had uh, maybe a rough childhood and not very tight with his, uh, his dad or something like that, you know, might have been really mean to him or something. Um, so there's always those things, too. You know, like, as a fight, it's going to be very interesting, and as individuals, they're very different, too. Oh, so. yeah. Definitely, yeah. You know, the other thing, too, is uh, neither one of these guys will ever fight for the title. Oh, yeah, you, you don't think that uh, McGregor, McGregor's ever going to come out and no. defend that shit? Why would he fight? Uh, you know, both, both of these guys could, could, could beat him easily, I think. You know, I mean, I think 
I don't think he would run the risk of losing to any any of these guys. I think he's going to fight Nate Diaz next. You know, I do want to see that Nate Diaz fight. I got to be honest. Um, however, obviously, he shouldn't be tying up the division. He is finally saying that he wants to defend the belt only because everyone doubts him. Yeah. And so he like, and you know, that dude's ego is fucking huge. And um, so if it's between his ears and he feels like he needs to prove something, maybe he'll do something he's never, ever done in his career. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, you know, honestly, man, the sport, when it's come down to this, is in a really sad position, I think, man. The fact that, like, it's even a question as to whether or not the champion is going to defend his title. You know, it's like, if you're a champ, you die by the sword, man. You know what I'm saying? You 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 take on all comers. If you're if you're holding the belt, you're holding the title like that. You uh, you know, it's like Gracie in action. You know, all comers. Every champion, every champion defends the belt. Yeah. Every champion. Yeah, whoever steps up, you got to take you got to take them on, or 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 lose your crown. You know. And they even they, they as a champion want that. Yeah. They, you know they want to 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 keep. Being the champion, you know, not to just be like, hey, I'm the champion, and then be like, all right, that's it, you know. Yeah, you know, he just wants to jump up and down, take Instagram pictures, and, you know, spend his money and all that kind of stuff and whatever. You know, it's... Did you see that Instagram video where he was, like, super coked out? Who, McGregor? Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I mean, I don't follow on Instagram, so I don't know. It was, like, you know, it, it was from uh, Caposa or somebody on Twitter, I think, um, and... Uh, He's like at the club or something, like all like out of his mind, like yeah, you know, going crazy. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's not my kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. My comment was uh, his movement coach didn't help his dance moves. Yeah. So that's it, man. You know, uh, interesting fights coming up. Um, you know, once again, thanks everyone for listening, and. Um, you know, we're going to keep rocking and rolling on this stuff. And uh, so, yeah. And th- thank you, Andrew, for taking out some time in your day. To, oh, yeah, uh, dude. Always chat, a pleasure. Chat about these fights. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. So, man. Later, Mike. Take care. Straight up false face composed Try to stand